Welcome to Mindset Reset Radio, where we're on a mission to help millennials get intentional in life, business, and career with practical advice and real stories of living with intention, the good, the bad, and lots of the ugly. I'm your host, Jess, and my goal is to flip your perspective on what's possible with the help of the amazing intention getters I get to have as guests. Join my community on Instagram, at Jessica Thiefels, so we can keep these conversations going while supporting one another to stay intentional every day. And finally, if you love this podcast, please subscribe, share, and review. I would greatly appreciate it. Today is actually a super special episode because I have my Aunt Sarah, my mom's youngest sister, as our guest today, and she's a totally epic woman, someone I've looked up to my whole life. Uh, Sarah Hammond is her last name, is the founder of the Network of Women. She's driven by her own life's journey to bring together growth-minded women through diverse and unique experiences focused on helping them live their best, most fulfilled life. So welcome to the podcast. I'm so happy to have you here with me today. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. I um, loved hearing that. I feel like I don't see you as my niece as much as like a closer, like a, like a friend, like, you know, more of a peer almost. So it's, it's like always interesting to hear when you call me your, your aunt, which of course I am, you know, by a lot <laughs> but um, I, it just always sort of throws me for a trip because we've really grown up with each other a lot too. I mean, um, it's, and we're not too far apart in age. We don't have to like, you know, disclose that, but yeah. <laughs> I know it really does feel like we're almost more like sisters and friends than aunties. Agreed. Agreed. Um, okay, well, let's jump off by you giving the listeners a little bit more about who you are and what you do. Yeah, of course. So thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. It's really special to be speaking to you. I, as much as you look up to me, the feelings are mutual. I think that what you're doing and the impact you have on this world is really special and um, something that I just want you to know that I really admire. So thank Thank you you. for being a role model for me too and and a source of inspiration. So I launched the Network of Women, as you mentioned, two years ago. And it was really through my own experience of waking up in my 40s and realizing that despite checking off all of society's checkboxes of what's supposed to lead you to success and happiness actually didn't lead me to success and happiness, or I should say purpose and fulfillment. I had success and I had windows of happiness. I just, I didn't really know my purpose or really what filled me up. And I think like knowing your purpose is a pretty deep thing, right? Like that's not a light, not a light question you drop at someone at a cocktail party. Like I think it's, that's a deep question. And I think there are a lot of people that don't know their purpose. And I think there are a lot of people that go through life that never know their purpose, but I didn't want to be one of those people. And I at 42 woke up and sort of realized that I had arrived at this destination and I got off the airplane and thought, where the F am I? Like, where am I? Like, what did my ticket say? Where did I, you know, what, what, where did this airplane take me? And it was 42 years of just going and going and going and going. 
especially living in New York City, where you rarely pick your head up. Like you are just going. And it's on to the next, on to the next, on to the next with really no reflection. To be honest with you, I don't think I reflected for 42 years. Um, the thought of meditating, if someone said to me, you'd have crystal, sorry, you'd have salt lamps and crystals and essential oils and pal santo and you know, sage at your house, everywhere you looked, I'd be like, you're out of your mind. And I can't get enough of that shit. So like, it's <laughs> interesting to think back just two years, the, the journey I've taken just in the past two years and the growth that's occurred. But you know, the 42 years prior, it was really just go, go, go. And I never really lifted my he head up enough to know where I was heading. I was just trying to kill it at work, find a husband, have kids, get them into school, get them into camp, continue killing it at work, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, I did all those things. I'm like, well, wait a minute. I'm supposed to have rainbows and unicorns and like a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, right? Like that's what society tells you. And um, that just wasn't the case, clearly. And as any intelligent person knows, <laughs> that's not the case. Society wants to, you to believe in a capitalistic environment that you just need to make money and that will solve everything. But as we know, that's just not the case. And at 42, I lifted my head up and I, as I said, I said, where am I? And I don't like to call it a midlife crisis. I think that's quite dramatic. <laughs> I like to call it like an awakening. And I started talking to my friends and a lot of my peers were sort of whispering like me too. Like I feel that too. But they were embarrassed because they had quote unquote things. And you could probably relate, right? Like from the yeah. outside, it looks great, right? Like they've got a house in the Hamptons and they've got money and they've got, you know, cars and they vacation to Europe and they do the blah, 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 blah. And look at her on social. She's got really nice clothes and she's got a great body or whatever it is. And these women were like, I, I kind of feel that same way, but I feel like I'm good enough. And I was like, whoa, like you want to go to your grave being like settling essentially. Mm -hmm. Like you want to die and think like it was good enough. Right. But it's society that really teaches us, shut up. Like, don't you, you're good. Like, don't, don't want more. Don't, especially as women, how dare you? You're healthy. You have beautiful children. You have a great husband. You have a healthy body. You have a roof over your head. Like, how dare you want more? And it was important for me to tell women that you don't owe anything to anyone. It's your decision. You get to decide what brings you happiness. And you can have all these quote unquote things, but it doesn't mean that it fulfills you. And so I realized in talking to all these women that like they were experiencing the same thing, but no one was talking about it. No one was saying, I feel like I want more. And that more is different for everyone. But I feel like I want more and I don't know where to go or I don't even feel comfortable saying it out loud. And I thought, I thought oh my God, like we have got to do something about this. And I started seeking out communities because I was like, I want to talk about this. I want to be part of a community that brings women together and supports them and empowers them and encourages them and gives them experiences that allow them to continue on their self-discovery journey. 
And I looked and I looked and I looked and I couldn't find anything. There's a lot of like professional networks and there's some personal networks, but there wasn't a place that married the two. And I sort of stumbled upon building my own business because I couldn't find it. And don't you, that's when all, that's kind of how all businesses are born, right? Yep. <laughs> you kind Hell of, yeah. you, you feel, you see a void yep. and you capitalize and you, you try and fill that void. Yeah. So I just kind of said, oh, well, I guess I got to build this. And I really, I mean, the blessing and the curse of who I am is I jump in with both feet and I did that. And it was great, but you know, it's still very much a baby. Two years later, we're a community that used to meet up until COVID in real life. And we were based in New York City and we had weekly and monthly events that brought women together to, as you mentioned, to support women in their career journeys, their health and wellness journeys and self-discovery journeys. And then we pivoted March, I think 15th was our first virtual event, like, you know, very soon after we had our women's summit in New York City, mm-hmm. I, with 120 women, a week later, everyone was in quarantine and I had to pivot really quickly. And now we're virtual, which has been such a beautiful blessing because we have people uh, from Europe on our calls and it's just like the impact we've been able to have has been amazing. And so I'm really, really blessed that the silver linings that this pandemic has afforded us. Yeah, absolutely. And, and talk about inclusivity. I mean, going, going virtual allows you to even be so much more inclusive outside of the New York City area. I'm sure that feels really great to be able to expand your network like that. Yeah, very much so. I mean, that's a very, very big part of um, our mission and our continued efforts on that mission is to be a really inclusive organization. And we're, we are touted as a, and known to be an R, a judgment-free open and just a safe space for people to come. But we want to make sure every voice is heard and that every voice is seen and that everybody feels that they have a seat at the table. And, um, you know, it's very important to us and something that this real virtual platform has allowed us to, to go even deeper into. Yeah. And that's exactly what I want to talk about because obviously we're in an interesting time right now where, diversity is back on the table front and center in a way that it hasn't been, I don't think in a long time because we're all talking about it and we're all making efforts or many of us are making efforts and moving toward it. But I feel like you've been building this diverse, inclusive community for the last two years. So I wanted to talk to you about how you do that because I think so many of us feel like if we don't have, like, if we're not someone like you and we actually have a literal community of people, it's like, how do we bring more diversity into our personal networks, into our family, into our friends, into our workplaces? So I wanted to talk to you about, first and foremost, like, what are the, what are some intentional steps that you take to bring that diversity and inclusivity into the now? Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And thank you. I mean, I think we, we absolutely try to be super inclusive and really intentional, but I will tell you, Jess, that there's a lot of work to be done. And I, as much as I try, I can be better. We can be better for sure. I think that, like you said, this has always been on the table. It's, I think, front and center for a lot of people in a way it's never been. Mm -hmm. But 
I think for us, I do have the luxury of living in Manhattan. I do have the luxury of having a very diverse group of friends and peers and um, mentors and role models. I know it was, it's interesting. I was just having a conversation recently. I'm quarantining, as you know, in Vermont, and it's 94% white, I believe is the statistic uh, or, the rate, or the percentage. And um, you know, someone said to me, like, I, I look around, my kid's in a white school, I'm in a white community, all my friends are white, I belong to mm. a company that has all white people. Like, what do you do? Mm. And I said, newsflash, there's black and brown people everywhere. Mm-hmm. you just may not have seen them mm. or you may not have put yourself in an environment where there might be more of a presence of people of color. And it's natural for us to avoid discomfort. It's natural for us to want to be with like-minded people. We're very intentional the way we say we're growth-minded. Mm-hmm. I really dislike like-minded. I, I do not like when people say, I want to be with like-minded people. I don't like that. I feel like I want, I want to be with people who are not like-minded like mm-hmm. to me mm-hmm. because I feel like that allows me to grow as a person. So that to choose growth-minded versus we're a like-minded community, we're like-minded in the sense that we're we're on the same side of, of our values and our ethics, but we couldn't be more diverse in a lot of other ways. And so I think it's, there are black and brown and, and other races that exist in, in um, majority white populated states like Vermont. Mm-hmm. You just have to put yourself in environments that expose you to different populations. And that could mean, you know, going to a, some type of performance, like an, um, you know, theater performance or going into um, a book club where you know, the, the book is written by a, a, a person of color, where that might draw more people. Or maybe it's going to a speaking engagement and, and listening to a person of color, because guess what? That audience likely will be people of color. So it's just being thoughtful and, and thinking about where are these groups of people? I'll tell you a funny story. At dinner the other night, you know, our dinners since this, since for the past two weeks, have basically included some topic of, of um, racial integration, something, something, something racially charged, intentionally, mind you. My husband and I are both, Brian and I are so committed to this, to this movement. And um, my daughter, I said to my, my parents and my kids and my husband, I said, you know, I really need to put myself in more environments where there's a greater population of people of color. I need to expand my network to include more people of color. And my daughter said, well, Sophia said, well, that's wrong. And I said, well, what do you mean? And she said, you're just going to be friends with someone because they're black or brown. Hmm. And I said, thank you for saying that. That's actually not at all what I meant. I it meant that I need to expand the, my surroundings and just expand the people I'm around so that I get different perspectives and I learn most importantly about them. And so I suspect that those many of those people will probably become friends because you know that's what happens in life when you are around people and there's synergy. You become 
become friends. So if we become friends, it's because there's synergy there, not because I'm motivated to just have friends of color. But yeah. it was funny that she heard that and, and, and heard something different than what I meant for her to hear. But I think um, I would really encourage people to, to say like, I don't know, like, how, how do I expand my network? It's like, it's not that difficult. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, you just need to stop putting yourself in white environments, which here's a newsflash is not that easy because the whole world is like white centric. I don't even know if that's really the right language, but you just sort of have to do a little work, but it is all around. Yeah. I, I love, love, love those suggestions of, going to performances, going to the theater. And, and I think they're amazing suggestions. And I think that why a lot of people struggle with that is because that requires them, not because of the color of the people there, but because of what they're going to do that requires you to step out of your comfort zone. You know, go to an open mic night or go to a theater. It's like, it's easier just to stay at home and watch Netflix. Yeah. Or, or be maybe in an environment that might be more comfortable for you. And you're also um, supporting the black community when you do that, right? Like when you go to something that might be um, put on by a black theater troupe and, you know, you also ask like, how do I do that? Like I am really intentional, not only with a network of women, I'm very um, intentional with the speakers we bring on board. It has to really be synergistically aligned with our our mission of supporting women, and has to there has to be a lot of boxes checked for people to come speak and be a part of the now. And it's not because I'm being um, a hard ass. It's because I hold this community in such high regard, and your time is so valuable that if you come to an event and you hear someone speak. Three things must happen when you come to a NOW event. You must connect with someone, you must leave feeling inspired, and you must have learned something. So if I didn't achieve those three things, I wasted your time. And so I really make um, a painstaking efforts to choose and select women that I know are going to embody who we are. Mm. And that's women of all sexual orientations. It's women of all of all races and of all ages and of all body types and all the things that should be in life. But I will say, you know, um, there are a lot of people that are saying how they're changing their businesses and what their call to action is. And I'm held, I'm being held to the mat. And I thank those people that are doing that. Mm-hmm. And they're saying, Sarah, how are you bettering the network of women? And I'm like, thank you. And these are peers. These are friends that I so value that they're like, I want this to be better. And I, I've said, I, you know, continuing to put together a plan that I'll put out on social, but it is going to be having more, making sure I have more points of view from Mm -hmm. women of color. It's going to make, I'm going to make sure that I have more speakers that are women of color. I will make sure that I have more members that are women of color. I will make sure that there will be, there will be scholarships and anything that needs to be in place so that it's accessible to everybody. Mm-hmm. And so those are just three things that we've in, made real intentional shifts and um, are putting into place as early as you know, two weeks. We'll be having um, a panel of women of color um, that's talking about the wellness and fitness industry. And it'll be really interesting. But so there's those small intentional shifts that I'm making that I think are only going to better 
is I know will only better the community and will better me and, um, and hopefully the world in some way. Totally. And I, I love what I'm feeling and thinking right now as you say that is, first of all, it's incredible. And that's so exciting about that panel. And I hope that I'm going to be able to check out that panel. So I'll have to follow up with you on that one. Um, yeah. But there's, I think there's two shifts happening right now, right? So there's the shift, the physical shift. People saying, I'm going to do more business with people of color. I'm, I run communities. I'm going to make sure there's more people of color in my community. But I think a shift that I want to really talk about with you here, and I think I want to have that conversation with my community on social and somehow, is the mindset shift. Um, mm. And what Sophia said really brought that up for me. Because mm. I love how she was like, so you're just going to just be friends with a black person because they're black? And I mm-hmm. think what a lot of people think, right? Versus taking the mindset shift of I'm not doing this so that it looks like I'm doing this. I'm doing this to broaden my mind, to broaden my knowledge, to broaden my perspective, to open myself up to these new opportunities that I wouldn't have otherwise accessed. You know, do you feel the same that there's sort of a mindset shift that needs to happen there as well in terms of not just doing the work, but also, I don't know, um, like shifting into it mentally, sort of bringing a new lifestyle to it? Absolutely. Oh my God. Like, otherwise you're a soundbite. Otherwise you are a social media post that will be gone in a week. And this whole movement is not a movement. It's a moment, right? So when people say it's, this is a movement, not a moment, the moment people are, are lip service, the moment people are, you know, all about the movement now, but we'll be, you know, moving on in a couple months when this might not be as loud in front and center. Yep. And so, Absolutely. It is a, it's a mindset shift and it's unlearning a lot. And it's really looking at your unconscious bias and looking at so much. And I, I mean, it's learning, it's educating yourself. I mean, I literally within the last week, I overdosed. I start, I followed like 50 million people. I put together like this huge anti-racism resource guide. I signed up for like three courses on um, anti-racism. I mean, I just went overboard and that's part of my personality because I just, I'm, I am so um, committed and invested in this. And my husband was like, you know, Sarah, you're like, you're not going to end racism in like 48 hours. Like you recognize that, right? Like, and I'm like, of course I know that. Um, and this is a marathon and this is a lifelong education. I mean, we're talking about 400 years of, of people being oppressed. We're not going to change that overnight. I recognize that. And so it's really the learning and the unlearning. That is the key. It's the unlearning. It's the behavioral shift. It's the shut up and listen more and um, it's absolutely a mindset shift. And I think that, that you hit it on the head. I, there's no change that can happen in life in general unless you have a mindset shift back on it. Like it's just not possible, I don't think. Yep. Yeah. And I feel like part of that mindset shift and you really nailed it with the unlearning. And I think that comes to some really deep reflection. And I think a lot of people have been talking about doing that, but continuous, like again, not right. the moment, the movement, like reflecting on, for example, as, as all of this started coming to light and there was all this conversation happening around it. Like I realized I've never had 
a friend that's uh, a female friend that's black. I've dated mm-hmm. black men. I've never once had a female friend. And that's not because I don't want it. I just have never, like you said, I suppose maybe put myself or been in a situation where that was possible um, or where that is what was what I was drawn to. I also, for listeners who don't know, I'm from Vermont, the same state that Sarah is talking about um, that we're both in together right now. Um, that is a mostly white state. And um, that's a really hard reflection for me to have, especially because it's nothing that I've done intentionally. And I feel like part of the work is reflecting on that and then also maybe forgiving yourself mm-hmm. for, for that having happened and knowing that I, I can now take this time to make that shift. I can now take this time to, like you said, seek out those diverse opportunities, seek out the chances to meet someone different than myself. And I feel like, it, so I feel like a big part of this shift for us personally is that reflection and acceptance of what has been for a long time. Yeah. I think it's so beautiful that you reflected and that that was something that really stuck out to you for obvious reasons. And I think what you just said was really important, the forgiveness and you didn't do anything wrong. And so that's what I think too, you know, I think it has to be authentic in what I was trying to convey to my daughter that like, it's not going to, I'm not going to like roll up to someone and be like, so we're friends now, you know, it's an authentic way, but I think it's, you are not alone. And it is just, it's a beautiful thing that you have that, uh, that awakening, right? Because so many people will continue to only surround themselves in white environments with white people and they will not put themselves in other environments. And so you've at least had that awareness that, wait a minute, I do want to shift. I do want to put myself in these different environments and continue to learn and evolve and see where that takes me. But even, you know, my mother, the other day we were talking and she said, you know, I, I don't know, Sarah, like I just, I am not, I, I absolutely am not racist. And I was like, mom, I'm not suggesting that you're overtly like she couldn't conceptualize because in her mind, she would never, ever want to hurt somebody, right? It would never, and she would never intentionally um, be racist, right? She would never do that, nor would you. But there is, and you know, it's trying to get through to her. Like I said to her, you would, that, you would never intentionally be racist. You would never say anything. You would never, you know, be mean to somebody. But there's an unconscious bias that exists in us that you don't even realize is there until you educate yourself, until you learn. And then it's only then that you just start even having a grasp. Like it it is so complex. Mm -hmm. Like the other day I said to myself, like I never even start to start, stop to think about my race. Like I'm white. Like it's almost like we've never been forced to think about our race because guess what? Race works in our favor. Mm -hmm. I'm privileged. I'm a white woman. I have privilege, such white privilege. And so I've never been forced to think of my, my race. Like how messed up is that? You know, I have friends, people of color that unfortunately have, haven't had a chance to not think about their race their whole life. And so I think it's like that beautiful awareness, Jess, and, and educating yourself and starting there, starting the work there. And it all like all true work, the rewards and yields of it are going to be so beautiful. Yep. But without that awareness, you can't go, you can't get anywhere. Right. And so I, 
the desire to change and the desire to shift your mindset. That's the other piece that I think is, is obviously so critical as with any shift in our life, you have to want to do it. Absolutely. And I think too, some people might think, where do you start? Right. It is very overwhelming. And if you're not naturally curious, like you and I, and aren't someone who's a growth mindset person, there's a lot of fixed mindset people out there and they, their status quo is fine. They're not interested in being curious. They're not interested in Tony Robbins, learn at least 30 minutes a day of something. They're not interested in that. They're interested in just doing the status quo and that is good enough for them. So we're working with a lot of different people, right? But if you're not naturally curious and maybe you are more of a fixed mindset, but you might want to shake out of that mindset, where do you start? And I just think for my suggestion always is just start reading. Just start educating yourself because from that, you're going to have thoughts and you're going to start reflecting. And so I think because it can be really overwhelming and like I did, you know, the past two weeks and like ordering all these books and all these courses and following 5 million people and trying to, you know, really drown myself in this so I could, so I could make these shifts. And I was like, whoa, 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 slow down. And so when, and when anyone ever asks me and I so appreciate it because it shows interest on their end. So I say, just get a book, just start with one book, or maybe just follow a couple people on social. Because if you really stop and listen, that's where the growth happens, because that's when you start learning and listening. And that's when you start reflecting. And then you can have these conversations and think about like, wow, I've never thought that I've never thought about race because I've never been forced to. Mm-hmm. What a God darn privilege. Like just like, it's so crazy that we're just not talking about it because we haven't been, we haven't had to, because it's always worked in our advantage. So I always just say, don't, don't make it bigger than it is. Just start small and your natural curiosity is going to, you're going to want more. And that's a beautiful thing. And I think from there, it'll just continue to evolve. Yep. Agreed. And I think I would say pair that learning, pair that reading. And when, when we suggest reading, it means reading a book about something that people of color are struggling with or read a book by someone of color. It doesn't matter what you pick. As long as you are absorbing something about this struggle that you have yet to um, dive into or understand. And then pair that with reflection. Mm-hmm, for sure. And to journal on what you're learning and, and see what comes up because some ugly things might come up and you might resist mm-hmm. what you're like, I remember I was reading, I can't remember what the hashtag was. I think it was hashtag ebony and ivory or something like that. But it was all people of color sharing these small experiences that they've had where they have been put at a disadvantage or something negative has happened because of their race. And there was there were so many things that initially I was like, no, like that can't be true or like I would never do that. Or how could I have missed that? And so it's like taking time to reflect and say like, I see those feelings that are coming up and I totally acknowledge them. And at the same time, I see that they're coming up because I've lived life a certain way for, for me for three decades. Um, and it's mm. okay to feel those sort of ugly, uncertain feelings. They're not ugly, but just unfamiliar, uncertain feelings. And that's going to help you move forward in your journey as well in terms of bringing more diversity into your life and, and shifting your mindset to have a more inclusive mindset, to have a more curious mindset that makes you want to go out and find these experiences and bring them into your, your life and to your family and your community. So I think mm-hmm. it's important to pair with that learning and diving in. 
Oh my gosh. Reflection is so important, period. Like I just can't, I can't get enough of it. And I am dying to do a silent retreat. And I think I'm going to do a silent 24 hours in the next couple of weeks of just like disconnecting and giving myself a a silent 24 hours because it's so need, so necessary. And one thing I will mention is try to, um, when you are in conversation, you know, we're two white women. It would be a beautiful thing if we had a third person on this call that was, I mean, I know it's a podcast, but if there was a third person that was a person of color, because having another perspective, it's wonderful that you can talk about a period, but like change happens when you invite the conversation and you open it to people of color. Mm -hmm. If you're just talking with other white people, I don't think real change at the level we need it to is going to happen. And so I think what's really important is just making sure that you're inviting in, which is why we're intentionally making the shift at the now to ensure that we have those points of those views um, coming from all all faces and that everyone feels represented because I do think it's, it's important for everyone to be part of that conversation. Yep. I totally agree. I love that. That's such an important point to make. Conversation with everybody is so critical that your family, your friends, people you don't know, just make it happen. Put it out there. Be the one who starts if you have to. Um, Absolutely. And I think that it's really been eye opening for me too in some of my conversations with my friends, some of my friends, and I've been really shocked by what I've heard Mm -hmm. and some of the stark contrasts to what I believe. And it makes you, you know, really do an audit and think about who you're spending your time with. Think about the people that are influencing you Mm -hmm. because that's really important because if you're going to exercise any type of change, but you're surrounding yourself with people who are doing the opposite. Yeah. It's counterproductive as we know. And so I think it's a beautiful time to do an audit of who's in your life and who are your influences. And are those influences really positively influencing you in the way you want to be? So something that I certainly have taken stock of recently and I encourage everyone to do. Yeah. I love that. Well, thank you so much, and Sarah, for being here today. I feel like this was such a great conversation. I cannot wait for listeners to hear this, which if you're listening now, listeners, you're hearing it. <laughs> um, before I give you my last two questions, is there any last thing you want to leave our listeners with? I am just so excited for everyone to be in on this conversation and to hear us chat and you can follow us at the now NYC to get more information about the network of women. And we are having weekly events and really adding and curating some awesome programming. So check it out, stop in, attend one of our events. We're free. I don't know how much longer we're going to be open to the public free of charge. I have waived all membership and an effort to be more inclusive and reach as many women as we can. But um, yeah, I'm just really honored. Thank you for having me. It was a really wonderful conversation. Yes, absolutely. And I have to ask you the last question that I ask everybody is, what is your current intention getter story? What are you, what are you working on with intention right now? Yeah, I mean, I not to um, beat a dead horse, but I think <laughs> that you know we're intentionally really making a conscious effort to ensure that everybody has a seat at our table, and and everybody does, but that everyone feels it. 
Yep. And we want to make a real conscious effort to continue that and serving women all around the world and make sure everybody sees their face at the now. And I think that's really important because if you can't see it, you can't be it. And if you can't see it, you're likely not going to join it and want to be part of it. And so I want everybody to feel represented. And I'm really excited to see where that takes us, the conversations, the experiences, the um, events. It's going to be wonderful. And I know it's going to benefit everybody um, with that intentional shift. So I think that's what I'm you know, getting really intentional on right now. Beautiful. Perfect. I love it. Well, thank you again so much. And Thank you listeners for tuning in. I hope that this conversation has opened your mind a little bit and I hope that you please continue this conversation with your friends and your family and the people around you because we all need to keep talking about it. So come back for another episode of Mindset Reset Radio soon and thanks again, everyone.